You're listening to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. This is the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Happy 2022. It's the new year, the new podcast, episode 20, Matt. Uh, my name is Jacob. His name is Matt. And this is episode 20 of the podcast all time. Not not with you on it, but uh, since I started back way back in uh, April, Last May, the, yeah. the infancy of it. So, uh, Matt, hanging in there this week, the cold yeah. in, are you getting work done? Yeah, getting work done. Just a long, always the first week back uh, from the holidays. So it seems to be the longest, but holding on. It's it's really cold here though, so just trying to keep warm. You know, what about you? Yeah, about the same. Um, like I told you before we started this, got a hole in my tire, so or I have a nail in my tire, so I gotta get that fixed one of these days. But every morning, nice. gotta stand outside in the cold, air it back up, and I've uh, been doing that every day this week and. I'm convinced it's my apartment complex, the maintenance people doing work on buildings and leaving just crap all over the place. So I'm 90% sure that's where I picked up the nail. So that'll be that'll be a fun time getting that fixed this weekend. Yeah, I'd get that fixed. And uh, what else am I doing? Uh, had a had a good New Year's Eve. Did you have fun up in Manhattan, Kansas? Yeah, it was a it was a really good time. Uh, me and all the well, the Hayes guys went up there and uh, just had a really, it was cold, but we didn't really care. So, yeah, <laughs> couldn't yeah, really feel it packed. at that point, right? <laughs> yeah, couldn't really, didn't really notice, but uh, no, which, it, which, it was still packed. Which bars did you go to? We got Tanners for a while watching the playoffs, which both of those games are really boring. Besides, I mean, Cincinnati put up a decent fight, I guess, against Alabama, but very disappointed in Michigan. Even mm-hmm. though I picked Georgia to win, but no, then we spent most of the time at Johnny Cause and obviously went to Dirty Dogs and went back to Johnny Cause. So, yeah. Um, oh, you, you actually bounced back and forth. They didn't have covers on New Year's. No. Nice. Was no. it? Uh, was there a lot of people out there? Yeah, it was. It was still pretty. It was pretty packed. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it sounded like you had a good time. I got a good screenshot of you. Good. I should. Put, I should put it on the. Uh, background is one of our tiktoks <laughs> Good. i'm down do it maybe we'll get more views probably yeah not, but yeah um yeah i had a pretty good new year's we we just kind of laid low for a little bit we went to a couple breweries and then just came back to my place and played you know watched the ball drop and had champagne beer and whatever uh smoked a couple cigars uh shout out to griffin that'll be my shout out of the podcast he last minute decided to drive out to springfield and hang out with me on new year's so that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it, it was a good time. We, we went out with a couple of my coworkers and Griffin has hung out with them once before. So he knows them. Went to those breweries, came back here and smoked cigars and then played, uh, played some uh, those Jackbox TV games on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty fun and uh, get, can get interesting um, to say the least. So um, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good New Year's. Uh, Matt, you got do you have a shout out? You want to shout anybody out? I I actually don't this week. Everybody's been kind of just quiet. So mm-hmm. first week of everybody going back to work. So 
yeah. I think everybody was just pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the last month, at least for myself, I had, you know, probably six or seven days off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <me laughs> so, <too>. so. <laughs> It, yeah, it, it took a toll on my, uh, uh, I would say, motivation a little bit, but uh, we're getting back into the swing of things. Got a couple. Yeah. I had, had a catch up on my emails this week. Uh, got a project uh, uh, revision sent out today and uh, got a couple of things to work on tomorrow. And then next week, we'll get back into the normal swing of things uh, of uh, just everyday work and well, shouldn't be catching up as much next week. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, as far as the podcast goes, um, well, first, before we do a rundown, uh, since K-State football is over, uh, K-State did win their bowl game. We'll go to that in a minute, but uh, we have to talk about what the podcast is going to look like moving forward, obviously, since we're not going to be talking about football anymore. So it is January. Uh, we got baseball starting back up in a couple of months, as long as the MLB yeah. lockout um they, the Players Association and the MLB and Rob Manfred, who if they can reach a deal uh, one of these days, they will have spring training in pitchers and catchers report in February and then spring training in March. And the regular season starts in April or at the end of March, beginning of April. So MLB will uh, we'll pick that back up again. Uh, I know, Matt, that's not your cup of tea. So maybe we'll get break on here some more often. And yeah, actually- definitely go a full gonna, season yeah he'll be here <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna try and study it though because I'm a, I'm a i'm a big royals fan but yeah Rick and like taylor martin those guys those guys breathe that stuff so For sure and i asked griffin if he wanted to be on it and he just i, I think he's still on the fence because he just hates the sound of his own voice for some reason <laughs> you, get, you, you actually get used to it you really so. do so <laughs> so mlb in march and april uh, we'll also be touching on K-State baseball when that starts up. Uh, we have some games actually within the next month and a half. K-State yeah. baseball, uh, what date is that? I can't read it. February 18th, um, K-State uh, baseball picks up um, the 2022 State Farm College Baseball Showdown in Arlington, Texas against Arizona, Michigan, and Auburn. And That's uh, crazy. Yeah, K State baseball came off a uh, a uh, pretty solid end to their season last year. I know they missed out on the tournament, which was disappointing, but they went on a very very successful run towards the end of the year, especially in the Big Twelve tournament. So uh, we'll talk a, a little bit about K State baseball, and uh, and then obviously we're going to talk about K State basketball, men's basketball, yeah, women's basketball, and that's uh, yeah. I think <laughs> I think our emotions are going to show a little more. Um, how what uh you know as the season the big 12 season progresses and uh, that'll probably be our main topic moving forward um again now that college football is and, and you know what's crazy in march k-state does like a like a few weeks of spring practice of football so they'll have press conferences and that and see what kind of recruits we get in so that'll mm-hmm. be we can head on that too because i guess Chris Kleiman, we got the number one transfer linebacker in the nation from Maryland, so that's that's a good sign. Yeah, that was huge, especially yeah. with our defense as young as it is as it is. Daniel Green and, of course, the NUDK Zama coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the only only person off the top of my head that we're losing is is uh, Russ Yeast, right? Yeah. So, um, and he had a pick, he had an interception in the game against LSU. So, um, yeah. and then of course, uh, so. K-State basketball, we're moving forward to K-State basketball podcast. Uh, 
course, we're just a sports podcast in general. We can talk about whatever we want. If we really wanted to break it down, we could, but <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, baseball will go back into the origins of the podcast of talking about baseball. So enough of that. Let's go into this podcast, the rundown. Coaches Archives, we have K-State men's basketball trivia. Oh, and then we'll move into K-State uh, bowl game, the Texas Bowl recap. Uh, other bowl game recaps really quickly, the around the Big 12, the Sugar Bowl, and the Fiesta Bowl. Great and then, games. Yeah, absolutely. Big 12 <laughs> all around did very well, um, except for Iowa State and <laughs> West Virginia. So, uh, and then, yeah, other bowl games. And then K-State basketball uh, versus OU and Texas recap. K-State basketball moving forward, their schedule in the next week or so. And then a little other sports. Um, what is our other sports? Oh, yeah, we do have some other sports. K-State women's basketball, uh, NFL. And then, of course, we're going to rattle off the NFL standings as we approach the postseason. So we'll let you guys know who is going to be in the playoffs for the NFL. A uh, little blanket and quilt news. And then uh, do we want to do top five? I don't, I actually forgot about this. I don't think I'm prepared. Are you prepared? I have a list. I kind of like it's, it's from a website that they have their opinion. So I can read off theirs. Okay, they have yeah. like a top 10. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So top 10 K state men's basketball players. I definitely slipped my mind uh, to yeah. do that. So, but that's yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, all right. Coaches archives, K state men's basketball. It's going to be a little tougher than the archive battle last week. Yeah. Uh, so the first question, name the seven head, name the seven head men's basketball coaches in Bramlage Coliseum history. Jim Woldrich, you- Frank Martin, Bob Huggins, Bruce Weber. Is that four of them? That's four. Um, Dana Altman. Mm-hmm. Um, Asbury, his last name, Mike Asbury or something like that. Yep. Tom Asbury. Tom Asbury. Okay. And that's six or five. That's six. Long Kruger. Yep. You got it. Yeah. You got all seven. Not a boy. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Good job. Okay. Number two, name the only player named big eight, big 12 player of the year during the Bramlage era. Oh, shoot. Big eight, Big 12, so it has to be late 90s, obviously, and they were not that great because the Big 8 was formed in 1996. You're cold. Not 90s. I'll give you that. Oh, from Big 8 to Big 12? Maybe I'm thinking of football when they formed it. Huh. I'm going to go with – Oh, it's in the 2000s. Huh. I think it's more obvious than you think. Cartier Martin? No. No. Give you a second to guess. Um, you said Big Eight and Big Twelve. Okay, uh, the only player to be named Big Eight slash Big Twelve Player of the Year during the Bramlage Coliseum era. Oh. So since, since they played in Bramlage. Oh. Be, I don't know. You gotta tell me, man. I, I, I you got me on this one. You're about to say it. Beasley. Michael Beasley. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I was named Big 12 Player of the Year in 2008. Okay. Number three. 
K-State has won three times against number one ranked teams in Bramlage. Name them. KU, Oklahoma. And... And... (laughs) Oh, shoot. Who's the other one? Uh, KU, Oklahoma. Do you have a year? Can you give me a hand on that? 1990, 2010, 2011. Actually, this might be outdated. I just realized... This uh, this is written in 2014, so I think it actually might be another one on there, but I'll give it to you if you get it. Um, uh, 1990. So I have KU Oklahoma right, correct? Nah, KU is right. That was 2011. But I'm thinking of Oklahoma when they came in there, number one at one point. That was right. After 2014, and though. That was recent. That was recently. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, it would be four. Um, I'm gonna go with Bay- uh, Baylor. Nope. Missouri, 1990, Texas in 2010, KU that's in 2011. Right. Yeah, and then right. recently it was, it was um, I Oklahoma. think 2018 was Oklahoma or 2019 because I yeah. was at the game. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Number four, names the seven 1,000-point scorers who have played games in Bramlage. Granted this, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. <sighs> I want to say the most obvious guy, but he only played for a season. Do you get what I'm saying? But he, you know, so that's obviously impossible. You saying are you gonna say Beasley? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not on there. Yeah, Rodney Magruder. Yep. Um, and there's seven of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardi Martin. Yep. That's three. <sighs> McPherson guy. Oh, uh, Underwood. No. Oh, he used to be a coach. I think. I don't know what, but, but no, 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 no. From McPherson. From McPherson. I think. I don't know what's from McPherson. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> I don't think he played at K State though. Yeah, he did. He did. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You want me to give you the rest of them? Yeah. Jacob Pullen, Steve Henson. That's who I was Steve referring Henson. to. Yeah. Okay. Steve Henson from McPherson. Yeah. Cartier Martin, you said that. Jamar Samuels, which I kind of forgot about him. Yeah. Denny Clemente. Forgot about Denny. He was Rod- good. Yeah, I love Denny Clemente. He was part of that Elite Eight run. Uh-huh. Rodney Magruder and Lance Harris. I've never heard of Lance Harris. Yeah. And I think um, Barry Brown, Dean Wade, and possibly Cam Stokes are also on that list now. And also <laughs> poss- and possibly Wes Awandu, too. Yeah. Let's look. Okay. All right. Number five. <laughs> this one's going to be tough. Name as many. There's 10 of them. Name as many jerseys that hang in the Bramlage rafters. Jacob Poland. Now, anyway. I'm now, I think now he does. Yeah. Um, Mitch Richmond. Uh, is, that, is that correct? You no. Know. No. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> uh, Rolando Blackman. Yes. Um, Bob Boozer. Yes. Mike Evans. Yes. Uh, trying to think. Is is Beasley's on there? Nah, he didn't play long enough. Yeah, he didn't play long enough. Um, trying to think. What's a good Ernie Barrett? Obviously, Mister yep. K State. Yeah. Yep. Cardi Martins. 
Uh, no. Uh, Ronnie Magruder. No. Um, one, Long Kruger. One, Long Kruger. Yep, that's one I was yeah. hinting you. Yep. How many do I have so far? Six. Damn. I think you missed uh, Steve Henson. N- not on this list. Uh, Dick Nosman, Willie Morrell, Jack Parr, and Chucky Williams. Wow. <clears throat> what are the other four? I didn't hey, do did, too bad. Yeah, you did pretty good. I'll give you props. <laughs> These are tough. Yeah. Okay, we'll end it there. So, yeah, you got uh, number one, you got all, all seven. Number two, you pretty much got. Uh, number three, you got one of the three. Number four, you got like four out of the seven. And number five, you got like over half. So yeah. pretty good, pretty good day on the coaches' archives for you. I'll take I think it. I, I definitely would have done way worse. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. K State versus LSU. A recap. Cats dominate. We're up 42 to 7 late in the game before garbage minutes win 42 to 20 in the Texas Bowl champions. Deuce Vaughn has four touchdowns. And Skylar Thompson is the MVP, 21 for 28, 259 yards and three touchdowns. And Malik Knowles also had two touchdowns. Um, what did you? What was your? What were your thoughts? Um, they played like they didn't have to think, especially offensively. <laughs> As in Klein, Klein, I'll give it shout to out. Him. Shout out to Colin Klein, yeah. <laughs> offense called, coordinator. Called a great game. He actually made adjustments because beginning of the game, we were running outside plays, um, running the ball outside, and obviously LSU still LSU. Um, they were fast. So what did he do? He simply went up the middle. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, that's how we just torched him for five to ten yards of carry, and uh, the passing game was on. Malik Knowles, I thought, probably had the best game of his life. Oh, He's yeah. He's played outstanding. Especially that first touchdown he had. Oh yes. man, that was a great, great we run. Get him, the end zone. We get him back next year. Um, honestly, Colin Klein proved to that he can call an offense and probably solidified he should be, and I think he will be the offensive coordinator. So Chris Kleiman does have two positions to fill. But I do want to say this: LSU was down players, but then again. They, I think I heard on the broadcasters say they still had way more five stars as backups mm-hmm. than K-State has on their team. So uh, take it for what it's worth. LSU was probably still more talented, but K-State just put it to them. Um, Part of that's experience, has, obviously. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, I'll give him that. But Chris Kleiman, he had um, just kind of, I think, takes a lot of weight off his shoulders. He has a bowl win he's the only mm-hmm. coach besides bill steiner to do that at k-state and uh he has a small championship and quite honestly it's a great pl- thing to build on and go into spring ball with and uh he's getting some recruits in uh so uh we're gonna see what we can do next year but i think great game uh it kind of makes up for that bad texas loss but uh it was just a great great game what do you think hey i will i will say at the end of that game Chris Kleiman was probably as happy. I'm not going to take away from any of his national championships, but I think he thinks that they, this bull win was on the same, not on the same level, but like he was as happy to win this game as he was to win a national championship at North Dakota state. I, I thought 
I think Kleiman loves this team. He loves coaching at this level. And like you said, it's only up from here. Yeah. I mean, like we get all these these uh, transfers coming in, you know, that Maryland guy who's going to play defense for us. We get uh, uh, Adrian, uh, Martinez. Adrian Martinez. For some reason, I want to say Angel Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, he used nah, to be a basketball player. Yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, I think Kleiman, uh, uh, it, it definitely proved that he is the long-term solution here as our head football coach at K-State. And I'm excited to see what the next couple of years have in store, especially next year. Like, and we've touched on it before next year, we should expect our team to have nine or 10 wins at least, if not competing for, you know, you know, big 12 championship. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I thought, I thought the, the game was awesome. I mean, I was, I was scrolling Twitter like for hours after that game, just, LSU fans were, like you said, of course they didn't have all their players, but they had more five four-star recruits on offense and four five and four-star recruits on defense still, even with all, without all their starters. Yeah. You would think, you know, I, I can't remember exactly who it was, but um, one of our, yeah, one of our defensive linemen possibly yeah. uh, was a zero-star recruit. And Eli Huggins or something like that. Yes, that's that sounds right. And you know, he's he tweeted out like saying, you know, I I was lining up against a four or five, uh, either a four or five star recruit that entire game. You know, obviously, obviously the stars don't matter as long as you know if you go to a good program. But uh, and LSU is a good program. We'll give them that. But like my whole deal with with after the game, like I was so happy we won that game, but like. LSU fans were irate on Twitter. They're saying, oh, this is K-State's Super Bowl, blah, blah. You know, this is their biggest win in their history of their team. It's like, no. No. You know, and obviously. Not even close. No. <laughs> they were making these accusations like we've never won anything before. It's like, do do some research before you talk crap on Twitter just because you're pissed off you, you lost. And then they're yeah. all saying, well, this game doesn't even matter to us. I'm like, obviously it does. Otherwise, you wouldn't be tweeting about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... and like three days later, I'm still seeing crap about it. LSU fans saying, oh, this game meant nothing to us. And then uh, that Manhattan, uh, the Manhattan hell guy on Twitter was like, yeah, man, you must you must live a miserable life if every game beside the national championship is just, you know, uh, if if you're Crap. not playing in every game yeah. but the national championship, you you're you're uh, you must be a miserable sports fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if you can't get excited about a bowl game, and I know we said bowl games don't matter as much as they used to, but if you can't get excited about winning every single football game, then why are you a sports fan? So yeah, that was a little bit of a tangent, but uh, but yeah, I was excited for the game. Colin Klein. Oh, this is what I was going to add to your your uh uh. Uh, Colin Klein being the offensive coordinator, his play calling, especially like on that first drive yeah. when we had fourth and two, yeah. it looked it looked as if we were running the Kansas City Chiefs playbook. Yeah, you know we ran that quick out route. I was like, mm-hmm. and then Skyler rolling to his right. Uh, I think it was Philip Brooks ran that quick out route just like Tyree Kill does, and he threw it okay. to him, got first down. I was like. Colin Klein definitely took that from Andy Reid's playbook, hundred <laughs> percent. And and they did that shovel pass they usually did from Travis. Yes, yes. Fullback. Yes. I I got so excited when I saw that play. I was like, vintage Bill Snyder offense. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But uh, adding on to what you say, climate like climate. I listened to the post game like like this is 
Chris Kleiman's in his career first bowl win because he's always because FCS has playoffs, right? So he he was I think he was just super thrilled because it's just another it's another trophy in the trophy um box and uh, trophy case and uh, I think he's excited to get way more. So it's just mm-hmm. another and it was it's just cool. I think he was he was pretty jacked up. You could yeah. tell he was pretty happy. Oh my gosh, he especially him and Skyler after they after the way they started the season that second game. You know, there, there was images of uh, how it started, and it's it's Skyler laying on the ground with his knee injury, and Chris Kleiman yeah. just like in tears, yeah. and then fast forward to them both holding up trophies, and it's oh, it's such a feel good tweet. I mean, I, that that made my heart warm. <laughs> yeah, seeing those two happy on the up on the stage, and yeah, it was it was a it was a very fun game to watch. Uh, me and my coworkers went to a bar that uh, a pretty fun sports bar, and. Uh, watch the game and they actually turned it on all the tvs and have the sound going so yeah uh and we were probably the only k-state fans in there and we were rowdy yeah. but uh <laughs> hey they had it all you're you're in southern missouri and they had all the they had the game on all the tvs so maybe it could help boost recruiting a little bit get k-state on the map <laughs> so who, who knows yeah it was a, it was a great great game i'm happy for the cats and and Cl- chris Kleiman's a championship coach he he knows how to win championships and uh, uh let's let's keep this momentum moving forward let's win some more yeah um let's let's uh i think and i'm going to say it again uh, next year there's some high expectations and hey state football let's get let's let's uh i don't want to say get put on the map cuz i know we're already on the map but let's let's prove the haters wrong i guess like those big yeah. schools that are constantly like ohio state lsu all those schools that look at us and say compare us to KU it's like no stop <laughs> can we Weird. please dominate te- all I ask is can we please dominate Texas next year yes it's gonna be, I, it's, gonna be it's gonna be Manhattan mm-hmm. next year can we just please just beat the living dog crap out of those guys yeah I'm so tired of losing to them especially after like for a while there we were beating them like every year badly every year so let's get back to that let's get back to uh next year we have OU in Norman uh Iowa State at Missouri we, we gotta be Iowa State and yeah and a renewed rivalry between Missouri and us so uh yeah I'm excited uh but yeah. and that that uh I guess recaps I don't know if you have anything else to say no about it but uh cats finished the season eight and five uh eight and five feels a whole lot better than seven and six that is seven for six, sure yes oh so, my gosh K-State wins the bowl game and uh only one college football game left, which I just don't plan on watching. <laughs> That's gonna be, yeah. Um, can we can we talk about the playoffs? I have to give my two cents on that. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you think, but people are gonna be like, "Oh, there shouldn't be a third place game," which I'm not saying we should call it a third place game. I just wanted a game, a third place game for this year, because I honestly think Cincinnati could beat Michigan. That's that's what I'm gonna say. What do you think? No, I agree with you, especially after Cincinnati did not play bad against Alabama. They drove if they would have scored, like they were driving the field mm-hmm. like three or four times. They would have scored. They had they were up with them. Like they could have made it like a one score game. They they, they, they had a really good game plan. It's just yeah. they were they were just outgunned and outmanned. That's it. And even even Nick Saban said like they definitely deserve to be here. They gave us all we could mm-hmm. handle. Yeah. They didn't get dumb. They 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 played well. And I honestly think Cincinnati would beat Michigan. They well, would. All it would have taken was Alabama to not be perfect, but Alabama was pretty perfect damn pretty damn good on on that on in that game. Um, and then 
I, I still think Alabama's going to kick the crap out of Georgia. You think so? I think so. I hope not. Just... I, that's why. Well, that's why I don't. I don't really care who wins because I don't. It's all SEC final again. It's a rematch of a game three weeks ago, and Alabama won that game by what twenty thirty. It wasn't thirty, but it was wasn't close, right? It's pretty. Yeah, it was like by three touchdowns. But yeah, I hope Georgia wins. But uh, I it's Nick Saban in the postseason, just like Tom Brady in the put. Like he ain't gonna. I mean, I hope Georgia wins though. Still, but it's gonna be hard to beat Saban. The score was forty-one to twenty-four. Yeah. So. I mean, do you have a prediction for the na- <laughs> you have a prediction for the national championship? I'm gonna go 42 to 30, 42 to 28. Nick Saban has only lost one game to an assistant. I'm gonna do a Lee Corso here. I'm gonna be wrong, but I'm just gonna do it because it's the last game of the season. Who really cares? Because screw the <laughs> SEC. I'm gonna go with Georgia winning by Kirby Smart gets his old boss. Georgia wins 34-31. <sighs> All right, I can see that happening. Yeah. Um, other bowls, Oklahoma State in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl come all the way back down 21 That was a points great game. And win the game, 37-35 to no, over Notre Dame. Huge, huge win for the Big 12. And Notre Dame is 0-10 in their last New Year, uh, 0-10 in their last 10 New Year Six Bowls. How about that? <laughs> No wonder Brian Kelly left. <laughs> yeah. And then Baylor um, does a Baylor. They low scoring game, just like our game against Baylor. Uh, they beat Ole Miss in the all state sugar bowl, 21 to seven. They, they basically controlled that entire game and their defense was so good as Fantastic. they were all year. Well, it's Dave Aranda. He's a defensive, he's a defensive guy. Head coach. Right. I mean, but Big 12 overall, five and two in the bowl season. We'll take mm-hmm. it. We did we did really good. The, the last two seasons, the Big 12 has like a eight eighty-three percent uh winning percentage. Yeah. Uh, and that's the highest out of any conference. So and uh beat a lot of SEC teams. Yeah, keep talking shit, SEC. Keep talking shit, <laughs> Big Ten. Yeah. So and then uh of course college football playoff. Alabama did beat Cincinnati 27 to 6. I mean, they held them, they held them up, uh, you know. Held them within their own. So and Cincinnati drove. Like they had mm-hmm. their chances to score. Uh it just Bama's just too good, obviously. And then uh Georgia beat the you know living crap out of Michigan 34 to 11 in the uh Orange Bowl. So yeah, Alabama, Georgia, uh all SEC finale in the NCAA national championship. Mi- Michigan got manhandled it if you watch that game they got just out physical they got the hell beat out of them dude i i didn't watch very much of it because georgia was up you know what was that 27 to 3 at halftime it's like i thought it was like 30 to 3 at one point like it wasn't so, even yeah so um back to what we talked about last week and this is probably the last time we'll touch on it but i wanted to share a video i found uh on tiktok about um Basically, our topic about whether the ball games matter or not. Um, let me play this for you and see if you have any extra thoughts about it. But I just wanted to share this video. And I know I know a lot of college football fans feel this way. So I'm going to go ahead and share some of this video. This is at, at Stay Hot Pod on TikTok. So this morning, I saw some of these ESPN personalities go on a rant about how too many players are opting out of their bowl games. And, you know, what happened to pride and what happened to finishing out the season? 
Well, here are my thoughts on it, and it's something that ESPN probably isn't allowed to say. Look at the stupid names of these bowl games, man. Roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl, Cricket Celebration Bowl, PUBG Mobile Bowl, Radiance Technologies Bowl, Lending Tree Bowl, Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Stifle, RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Ad campaign. Like, really, put yourself in the shoes of an NFL prospect set to make millions of dollars. You're going to put that at risk for something put on by Tony the Tiger, for something put on by Barstool Sports. Even the big bowls, the most historic ones, are now the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, the Capital One Orange Bowl. Okay, that's all I wanted to play on that. But sounds like everybody has similar opinions about it. Uh, He goes on to say something like, why would uh, any NFL-ready player want to put their body on the line for a game that's just a cash grab for ESPN and all these big corporations? Um, again, you know, we talked about it last week. If you want to go talk, hear our opinions about it last week, uh, about how kind of feel like bowl games don't really uh, have much meaning to them anymore, go ahead and check out uh, last week's podcast. But uh, Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, in this offseason, the NCAA does uh, make some changes. And, uh, you know, obviously they're not going to make any dramatic changes, especially when it comes to the money, because, you know, at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, it's business. So, but um, anyway, if you had anything I, else said, uh, yeah. Um, quick, just a quick wrap it up. I didn't really think about that because now I think about it, those names are pretty stupid and they're, they're just foolish mm-hmm. but if you think about all the old bowl games that used to be around when bowls like were a big thing back in the day the holiday bowl doesn't doesn't exist the aloha bowl doesn't exist the independence bowl doesn't exist like right. like the fiesta bowl used to be the tostitos fiesta bowl and again <laughs> and that made sense <laughs> that made that made more sense and they literally had commercial all these big bowl games had commercials already on the whole week representing mm-hmm. both teams like the old Pensanetta Bowl, the old – those are all great bowl. If you're in those bowl games, you're prestigious. Like, it's just sad. But that's and it was, it was about the game, not about the product either. Mm-hmm. That, was, yeah. that was the biggest thing. It's like, mm-hmm. sure, it was a Tostitos festival, but it wasn't you – know, it actually, like you said, it. You know, going back to what we talked about last week, they had commercials about K-State and Oregon. Or, like, if it was this year, it would have been, it would have been Oklahoma State, Notre Dame commercials. But – now it's just PlayStation, and I don't know if you watched the the, the beginning, the coin toss of the Fiesta Bowl, yeah. uh, but the, the ref is like announcing these people from um, PlayStation, and he's like saying their names with the least amount of enthusiasm ever. He could not care less. It just, it just <laughs> about doesn't have these the, people. It just doesn't have the hype. Like PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, like get back to the F- Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. I want to see Tostitos chips commercials with. People wearing case with the college football jerseys and eating toast like that was, that was the theme. Right. That was the oh. It's no. It, it's days. just no longer about the football. The football yeah. aspect of it is just more of a byproduct of everything else now. Yeah. So. Okay, that was a little bit of a rant, but uh, moving forward. K State basketball versus OU and <laughs> just sad LOL. Yeah. <laughs> um, the OU game, uh, both games were actually tight. Um, 
OU led the entire way against K-State in that game. Um, they ended up winning that game. And then, of course, this this past uh, Tuesday, K-State versus Texas at home. With seven guys. Uh, with seven guys. Uh, Bruce Weber and the assistant coach, um, what's his name, Lowry? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, Lowry wasn't there. It was somebody else. Because well, Weber and Lowry are both out. That, that's what I was saying. So they, yeah. they were both out with COVID. So it was it was Shane Southwell, the former K-State basketball player under uh, Frank Martin, right? Uh, yeah. So he was he was the head coach for that game, and they actually had a six point lead at half with those seven guys. But I think got, the, that's like the first game this year they got out to a quick start and got after them. <laughs> I mean, they were they were shooting 70 percent from the floor at, at one point. But uh, I think yeah. the foul foul trouble caught up with them, especially um, with our one big guy that we had. Uh, you know, Bradford and Casey Ziega were both out, which was kind of sad. Um, but that he that, that third guy, that third big guy actually looks really good. It's just he was in foul. He had four fouls with about eight minutes left. And and then Texas just started going inside out and hitting threes and hitting layups. And honestly, we just couldn't keep up. Uh, it was tough to watch that second half. So um, any thoughts about that, those two games? Uh, OU, I thought we got off to – I mean, this is just that just seems to be the overall theme with Weber teams, uh, besides when Shane Southwell coached that one game. they Against OU, if they would have got off to a decent start, they probably would have won. I think so too, yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> so – Like, it's, it's hard because – again, I'm this back – it's just so hard because K-State used to be so good – such a good program it's hard to we want it to be back to where it used to be <laughs> you know what i mean right so well, uh, i mean so they lost by ou to, they lost to ou at ou by two 71 to 69 and then 70 to 57 um texas. number four number 14 texas um with again seven guys. with seven guys and they had the lead for almost the majority of the game uh you know k, k state again i will say this and I've, i'll say this over and over they look, they are right there. They are right there, but there is just a glass ceiling that they just cannot get through. Well, the, all the Big 12 is better too. Let's just and be the, honest. The Big 12 is, is much better. There's um, <laughs> half the Big 12 is ranked at least. <clears throat> and uh, Baylor's outstanding. Oh, my Lord. So moving forward at West Virginia on Saturday – and then versus number 25, Texas Tech, on the following Tuesday, I believe, the 20th, the, the 15th is, okay, the fifth, sorry, the 12th, excuse me, the 12th, oh, I skipped one, at West Virginia on Saturday, and then the 12th is a Wednesday versus TCU, TCU and then that Saturday, the 15th is versus Texas Tech, so very winnable next two games at least i feel like are winnable i feel like they're a must win if we want to even sniff a shot at the tournament I mean, absolutely must win uh west virginia has looked decent and uh obviously tcu is you know they're very we've we've had a tcu's number the last couple of years even last year when we were bad we last two em. years we still beat them so <clears throat> i think if we can win the next two games um, moving forward, we could have a very legit chance to make a run in the Big 12. But again, we have we should we should really start saying we need to take this one game at a time. We need we need Bruce to you know <laughs> stop being an idiot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. At the end of especially at the end of games because that that OU game, 
okay did you watch the that last possession by nigel pack what, what was every what, no what, every time like i said jacob every time comes down the wire bruce does not have an offensive plan no to win the game the boys they're not prepared for that last shot no, so that not. that's why they that's why that's 30 seconds left we're dribbling around the arc taking contested deep three and then uh the commentator and people on Inst- or twitter were even defending him saying that was a good shot i'm like i have basketball i have a pretty extensive basketball background not gonna yeah you know i'm trying to be you know i'm not i'm not saying that because i think i you know i know the game i've been around the game since i was four years old i played yeah. all the way through high school my sister played in college all my brothers played. at oklahoma all- state yeah. yes so i know <clears throat> and you know i played at one of the best best programs in the state yeah so i think i know better to say you're down by th- your what was it down by three we were down by three yeah. with 30 seconds left you don't need to take a quick contested deep uh three get the and, yeah and the commentator even said that was a good shot that was a good shot it's like no you have plenty of time to get to the rim get an offensive rebound get a put back get the score within one and then foul and have them go down and shoot free throws then you have an extra possession well you take that wide that it was not wide open i keep trying to say that it wasn't wide open. Now the other team gets the ball and they go down and make free throws. Now you're down by five. So, yes. or I don't know how many, they made one free throw or something, but what, I mean, what are we doing? And it's the same thing that happened in the Marquette game. What, what was Ishmael doing in the Marquette game, driving and trying to shoot over the basket? <laughs> but, so, that, but like I'm saying, ever since his first year, Jacob, it's, we've never been able to win those. Exactly. <laughs> and it's it's just lack of preparation they got they don't have a set play it, like every time they go down it's like they don't have a play to even run it's just it's just dribble you know pick up well, it's motion ball. offense it seems yeah. like and let's be honest bruce weber's a, he i think he's a great defensive basketball coach oh yeah those. i'm not saying he's just that. not a great offensive he, yeah i know I, I know you're not saying that but he's a great i think he's just a defensive guy and he expects his his defense to win the games and turn that into points. I because it's all. I mean, let's be his, his offense doesn't work. It just doesn't. It's a motion offense that's outdated. But it's getting it's getting to a point that your defense can only do so much. And if you're yeah, on defense, if you're on defense for the most of the game, if you're going down and shooting a contested three with 20 seconds left in the shot clock, you're on defense for most of the game. Yeah. So how are you, how are you going to have enough energy to go down and score on offense if you're constantly working your tail off on defense? You know, Eziegu, he's a force inside on offense, but he's always in foul trouble. Why? Because we're always on defense. Our, uh, <laughs> yeah. Bradford, same way. And then, and then you got, <clears throat> when we do have a decent offense, we got Marquez Noel, who I think is a really good athlete. I think he's one of our best players right now. But he tries to do too much. He turns it over. Uh, Nigel Pack also tries to do too much. I think he's got to get other guys involved. Um, and then it just comes down to making shots. And in this era of basketball, guys can make shots from anywhere. And we just don't have it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> K-State basketball. <laughs> so the next two games, obviously, West Virginia and TCU. Um, hopefully we can win those games. I'm, I'm, again, for those who are K-State fans or whoever are just listening, we want them to win games. But we're just – frustrated friends <laughs> you know especially yeah. me right now i am i'm on a rant because you obviously you know more about football and i feel like i could say i know more about basketball oh yeah <laughs> and it's just it's, it's i watched i watch all the basketball games it's hard because it's just you want it so bad to be back right exactly 
And it's, it's things like, I think our free throw percentage is going up, but obviously, you know, it's historically been bad. You know, if we don't make our threes, we're going to be in a 10 point hole immediately. And they just don't shoot enough layups. I mean, and they miss a lot of layups. <laughs> they, 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 they do. They do. They miss a lot. Oh of my goodness! Layups. And it's it's a lot of those things where they're they're driving in the lane and they're they're starting their shot their layup way too early. It's like take one more dribble, get closer to the rim, and make it easier on yourself instead of or draw a foul or mm-hmm. you know stop trying to make this acrobatic floater that you're gonna hit off the back iron ten times out of nine. Yeah. So, yeah, it is frustrating, but. Again, things are getting better. If you, I hope so. If you want to see the glass half full compared to last year, compared to the last two years even, they are a better team. This year's team would beat the crap out of last year's team. So oh, things, easily. Are, things are looking up, but um, whether you love Bruce or you hate him, he's our coach. Let's root for him. Let's, let's you know. Be we want to be there for the team. Yeah, you know, exactly. So, but. so now that football season's over, hopefully the crowds will get a little better. I noticed that on they're TV, terrible. They're, they're, <laughs> they have been really bad. You could like, shoot an automatic weapon and not hit anybody. Like when we were in college, oh my gosh, even even like yeah, three four years ago when we were in, when in the Big Twelve, not even like before that even. Yeah. Packed house for every game. It's not even half full now. It's kind of sad. No, no. So yeah. Uh. Other than that, uh, other sports, let's move forward to that. Oh, I got to catch my breath a little bit. <laughs> you got fired up. <laughs> I did. It's so just, frustrating. It's, it's just if part of me, like, wishes I could be a coach somewhere, but also, like, half the time I don't know how to portray my ideas very well. So yeah. if I was a coach, I'd be like Ed Ogeron going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I can't explain anything either. Slow down and explain you know, gather my thoughts a little bit. Other sports, K-State women's basketball, they won another big game. They beat number 10 Baylor. And then yesterday they beat Oklahoma State. So they're 2-0 in the Big 12. And good for them. Good for K-State women's basketball. Go out and support your women's basketball. They, they, and here's the, here's the thing though. They're not even ranked yet. How is that possible? They have two losses and yeah. both top five teams. Yeah, they're like both like top two team, top three teams actually. Mm-hmm. And so. then they beat number ten Baylor. Baylor only fell four spots, I think, to number fourteen. And mm-hmm. I think the women K State uh, only got like twenty seven votes over the weekend. So that was that was a big crock of crap. So, uh, but yeah, catch a couple K State women's basketball games. They're they're <laughs> solid solid team. They have a you know, after that win against Baylor, they kind of have a legit shot to run for the Big 12. So I think that'd be huge for the program, huge for, yeah. huge for the university. So uh, the university, besides, I mean, I guess besides, as far as team sports goes, have not won a Big 12 since 2019, um, the men's team. So uh, let's get back to it. Let's win some more championships. Okay. Uh, NFL, Can- Kansas City, NFL, the Chiefs lost a heartbreaker to the Cincinnati Bengals and that puts them out of the first seed and need a week 18 win and a Titans loss for the one seed number one seed yep so uh you probably watched that game more than I did um yeah obviously I saw highlights and I don't know what first of all what was your opinion of the uh of the of the officiating um terrible (laughs) like (laughs) like Andy Reid said in the press conference uh I'd like to say um, some comments about the officiating, but 
I, I'm not going to go there so I don't get fined. So, yeah. But regardless, um, they were up. They had it. Secondary got burnt a lot for the first game in like eight games. Like it just got burnt. And mm-hmm. quite honestly, I see it as this could be a wake up call. Like, hey, I know, like, this could be like, hey, guys, like, yeah, you've been winning, but you're still, you're not invincible anymore still. But uh, right. this could possibly turn to a good thing. I think they'll beat the Broncos. We just need Tennessee to lose. And hopefully uh, this will get them fired up for the playoffs because if you want to – I know it kind of sucks we didn't get the first round by, but, like, that can hurt or that can hurt or make it – or have advantage for a team. But it could be a good thing. Um, it could have been a loss at the right time. Um, it was to the Bengals. So, then, I mean, it technically – Bengals were hot. Matter. Yeah, they were good. They are hot too. So, uh, maybe the Chiefs will just get it back. But uh, either way, they're still in the playoffs. It's settled down, Chiefs Nation. Uh, they'll be all right. But uh, what what well, do you think? Well, and you know, Joe Joe Burrow had been, you know, he'd been throwing for, and in the previous game he threw for over 500 yards and a bunch yeah. of touchdowns, and then he did again this past week. But uh, like you said, I I agree. It's it's you know it's better that they lose now and not in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, you it doesn't, and obviously they're still not out of the first seed yet. Tennessee, obviously, uh, I do you know who they are playing this week? I mean, uh, they, Texans in Houston. I oh, that's right. That's right. And they so, lost to them early in the season. Exactly. Exactly. The Tex- Texans have been no pushover lately, even though they're yeah. four and 12, not the best team in the world. But anything, you know, teams play spoiler in the last week of the season. You know, Indianapolis playing Jacksonville and the Indianapolis wins there in the playoffs. But if they lose, well, those possible. teams will have nothing to lose either. Right. So. Exactly. So they're, they're throwing everything in the kitchen sink at them, especially yeah. as, as far as offense goes. So, uh, you know, it's like you said, it's, it's okay that they lost now. Um, of course, of course the officiating was, you know, I saw highlights. It was pretty bad, but on the other end of things, you know, you got yeah. to win the football game. You got to fight through adversity. You got to, that, that's part of the game. Um, of yes. course you don't want that to be part of the game, but it is. And what are you going to do? Have nobody officiate the game. I mean, you got to give them credit. It's a tough job. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's very tough. It's so. incredibly hard. And obviously you know, probably our listeners don't know, but you you actually officiate high school football, or at least used to. Yeah, I used to, and it's it's even high school. It's uh sometimes you can feel all alone out there, but it's it's a good time. It's, I like the feeling being underneath the lights, but uh, it's tough. Like it's mm-hmm. the especially even in high school, it moves way faster than you think. It's hard to see everything. Yeah, man. absolutely. I can't imagine what they what the pro the speed of the pro game is like. Can't right, imagine. absolutely, but. Yeah, Kansas City falling to eleven and five, and you know I'm I'm looking forward to them since all both my other teams, Vikings and Broncos, have been eliminated. I'm I'm looking forward to watching the the Chiefs, and it should be a it should be a fun playoffs this year. Uh, of course, they get one more regular season game than they normally do uh, the Broncos. this year. Gets your team. I know. Well, <laughs> this this week I'll root. Well, I won't root for the Chiefs, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, they're they're a likable team, and of course, I'm a Kansas City guy, or I'm not a Kansas City guy, but I mean, I root for the Royals, and I root for like sporting Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I hope I hope they do come out on top this week, um, and take the number one seed. It's it's I think the number one seed's pretty important. Although last year on the NFC side, it didn't really prove uh, to be, you know, the the, the deciding factor. Of course, Tampa yeah. Bay. Tampa Bay went into Green Bay and won um, there. But, um, okay, uh, 
as it is the last week of the regular season of the NFL, let's go ahead and uh, do a quick rundown of the playoffs. Uh, as of right now, as of uh, January 6th, I forgot to say the date today. January 6th, it's 822. <laughs> uh, Green Bay is currently leading. Uh, the, they have the first seed in the NFC. And I think they have that locked, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yes, they have. So that's been a great team. Brick's they're, probably really happy about that. They're very good. Uh, they dominated the Vikings last week. It wasn't even close. Yeah. And then Rams are 12 and four at number two. Uh, Tampa Bay at 12 and four, number two, uh, tied. Well, I guess the Rams own the high tiebreaker, but Tampa Bay at 12 and four. Uh, they just won the division. Dallas at 11 and five. They won their division at the four seed. Five seed Arizona, 11 and five. Number six, San Francisco, nine and seven. And Eagles also nine and seven. And they've clinched the playoff spot. San Francisco has not clinched the playoff spot yet. Uh, they need they need a win or a New Orleans loss. Yeah. And then over on the AFC side of things, uh, what has happened to my page here? Hold on. Uh, the AFC. Hold on. What this happened? Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, well, I don't know why this is doing this. It's not giving me the AFC playoff standings. <laughs> Oh. Well, as far as the AFC goes, you got Buffalo Bills and New England out of the AFC East. Uh, obviously, Cincinnati Bengals out of the North. Pittsburgh still has a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, and Baltimore out of the North, AFC South, Tennessee Titans and Colts. Colts win and they're in. And then the AFC West, Chiefs, obviously in that two seed. And then the Chargers and Raiders are both still in it. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens this weekend. Hey, all you sports and health nerds out there. It's Jacob here. If you are having trouble finding an exercise routine, trying to find a good diet plan, or just looking to change things up, might I suggest checking out 8minutefitness.com. There are multiple articles to click on to meet your health and exercise needs. Learn about basic exercises for beginners. Read about the best green superfood and also the best sports drinks to order at a gas station. Even exercises for fishermen trying to perfect their casts, and much more. From experts to beginners, 8-Minute Fitness is for you. Okay, enough of other sports. Uh, One last... Okay, actually, no. Uh, We'll do this, and then we'll go into the... Uh, top K-State basketball players from your thing. Uh, blanket and quilt news. Uh, Antonio Brown quits on the Bucks. <laughs> so that was kind of a big deal in the NFL this week. And it's still going on, apparently. that. Uh, well, first of all, uh, from The Athletic at The Athletic, Bruce Arians declined to share details of his conversation with Antonio Brown on Sunday when speaking with reporters on Monday. But he did say it had nothing to do with Brown being injured. Quote, it's pretty obvious what happened. He left the field, and that was it. I care about him a bunch, and I hope he's okay. That's Bruce Arians on Antonio Brown. What was your opinion of that? I thought it was kind of a kind of a clown show <laughs> on um, Sunday. I honestly, at first reaction, I thought he was either drunk or high. But um, <laughs> I, I just, that was just the weird – I was just wide-eyed, eyeballed. I was just like, oh, what? 
what's going on? Like, is he okay? Like, he just didn't seem to be thinking straight. Like, who? Like, what's the whole story? Uh, is it, uh, it, I thought it was just like, you know, I think a lot of people did think this, but whether it was another attention outburst, like saying, hey, look at me. Yeah. Uh, like, it, like when he was at the Raiders and then uh, with the Patriots for a second. And then, uh, but suppose it, supposedly uh, he's getting surgery on his ankle. And he didn't he didn't want to go into the game because he said he was hurt, but the the coaches were telling him to go in anyway. So then he got pissed, and that's why he left. <laughs> yeah. So uh, suppose supposedly he has like uh, broken bones in his ankle and is going into really surgery. Who really knows so. the whole the true story? Like, nah, it's, it's Antonio Brown, and right. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It could be anything. I don't know. I don't know whose side to take. I mean, obviously. I want to take Brozarian's side because I think he's a good coach. He's good. Yeah. As far as, as, as from the from the uh, from the outside looking in, he, he looks like a pretty good guy. So, and so uh, that's all blanket and quilt news I have. Uh, why don't you go ahead and wrap up the podcast with the top basketball players of K State? Yeah, this is uh, from Ranker.com. Um, this is their top ten. So. If you don't like the top ten, I guess you can let me know. But it's not really <laughs> my top ten. But uh, this is this theirs, and I somewhat agree with it. Uh, <clears throat> number ten is Jack Parr. He played during 1955 to 1958. Number nine is Ed Neely. He played d- during the years 1978 to 1982. Have you heard any of these players, Jacob? First guy, yeah, not the second guy. Yeah. Uh, Number eight is Willie um, Merle. Uh, he played. He actually went on to play with the Denver Nuggets. Um, he played the years 1962 to 1964. Number seven, one of my favorite players, um, Jacob Poland. Played. He's only number seven. Yeah, 2007 yeah. to 2011. Um, he was he was awesome. He was he was one of a kind. He was great. Number six is. Michael Beasley, he played for one year during the 07-08 season. That's a good spot for him. Yeah, he went on to play in the NBA, and he's been off and on there. I think he's actually back in the NBA, isn't he? Yeah, he, I don't think he's on a team right now. He's been on a uh, tweeting Grand Page recently, and I think his yeah. mental health is kind of not all there. So, uh, Could you imagine if he would have stayed with like Jacob Pullen and Denny Clemente and all those guys? We, we would have won the national championship. Yeah. Uh, him and uh, Bill Walker too. Yeah, and they yeah. were freshmen that year. They so. they were freshmen and they were that good. Yeah, <laughs> so that's insane. Mm-hmm. Number five, uh, Chucky Williams played from seventy two to seventy six. Number four is Mike Evans. I've actually I've heard of him from seventy four to seventy eight. Number three is Bob Boozer, fifty six fifty nine. Number two is Mitch Richmond. Of course, he he was great. Nineteen eighty six, nineteen eighty eight. Number one, Rolando Blackman, nineteen seventy seven to nineteen eighty one. Was he was he the one in the Lucky Lavenders photo, that that uh, legendary photo with him hitting the last second shot? That could be or Mitch Richmond. Uh either or. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't I think remember. Both, yeah. Yeah. They both wore the Lucky Lavenders, right? <laughs> yeah, they did. I believe so. Okay. Sometime during the eighties. All right. Um, well, that kind of wraps up the podcast. It's uh, everything that we had written down to go over. And uh, Matt, what are you doing this weekend? Anything fun? I think I'm going to go hunting with uh, Josh Hagen and Brick. So that'll be fun. We'll be watching the 
games at at a bar and grill so that'll be fun uh, i could mm-hmm. see those guys and uh hagan's cousin's actually on the basketball team drew honus so that's that's cool so give him what, crap at, at four hayes at k-state oh oh gotcha gotcha yeah so that that's cool so awesome yeah what about you what are you doing this weekend uh i'd probably be pretty laid back clean up my house a little bit and uh really i don't know uh could be could be anything it's it's my first uh i think it's my first back-to-back weekend in springfield for a long time so i'm kind of excited to do something do anything oh yeah exactly not doing anything uh i don't know what the weather is going to be like so perhaps if the weather is okay then maybe i'll go uh uh top golf or i don't know some activity (laughs) yeah nothing nothing big planned for this weekend and uh um looking at next week uh nothing really next week either it's just back kind of back to normal now so i'm kind of excited to just do nothing yeah <laughs> that sounds yeah. kind of sad but i am uh, yeah a little, little less stress on my life so but you know in a month after super like a month after super bowl we'll be like when is football gonna start again when is yeah like you know yeah. like yeah yeah I'll, I'll find a place to watch football this weekend for sure and and, yeah. and some basketball so that's yeah. that's what i'll be doing yeah and uh so anyway okay well uh we're approaching probably an hour or so on this podcast a little longer but uh i think we covered a lot and uh spoke our pieces about things and (laughs) and i think it was a good podcast so um perhaps we'll have a guest or or change it up a little bit next week and and uh yeah (laughs) yeah if anybody wants to be on it like even strangers definitely uh hit us up (laughs) <laughs> like the room on, on Twitter. If you, yeah. If you even complain if you want to, we just like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us our tell us our opinions are shit, and then we'll have a debate. Yeah. Make it a little more interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Speaking of Twitter, go ahead and follow us at the Lecker Room and on a TikTok. Uh, I think it's also at the Lecker Room. So um, this has been another edition of the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt, and have a wonderful. Friday, Friday in the year of 2022. Woo! Yeah. This has been the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Thank you for listening.